Hello and welcome to the Tracks That Take Us Back podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Every week I have a brand new guest on the show who talks about their favourite places in Scotland and the most treasured memories that they have in these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all of the songs in full due to copyright reasons, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. I'm extremely excited to welcome Paul McKenna to the tracks that take us back here on Capture Caledonia. Since releasing his debut album Between Two Worlds back in 2009 with the Paul McKenna Band and subsequently winning Best Up-and-Coming Artist at the Scots Trad Music Awards, Paul McKenna has become one of Scotland's finest singer-songwriters. The New York Times described the Paul McKenna Band as the best folk band to have come out of Scotland in the last 20 years. And once you start listening to their back catalogue, it's very easy to see why. 2019 saw the release of their fifth studio album, Breathe, a stunning collection of songs that, for me, truly cements the Paul McKenna Band as one of the greats to grace the Scottish folk scene. Last month saw the release of their brand new single, Home, a remarkable love letter to the city of Glasgow that's been on repeat in my house since its release. Paul, thank you so much for giving me your time this morning and welcome to Capture Caledonia. No problem, thanks for having me. Now, before we get on to the tracks that take us back, uh, congratulations on the release of Home. What a gorgeous ode to a beautiful city. It's been out for just over a month now. What's the response been like to the single so far? It's been pretty good, I think, yeah. Um... It's kind of hard to tell always these things, but it seems to have um, done well in all the kind of streaming places a little bit better than than maybe some of our previous um, releases, and um, and it got some good it got some good radio play, you know, just when it was released, which was um, which we were pretty pleased about because it was a very it was a very quick turnaround. We kind of just decided that we were going to release something, and then had probably three weeks to do it. <laughs> So well, that is very, very quick. I was actually going to ask, but um, the, the song feels to me like um, very much like a song for the times. I spent my first lockdown living in Glasgow and the song, as soon as I heard it, resonated with me personally because it took me back to sort of my daily walks around the city and, and also just reminded me of a lot of other brilliant times that I, I've had in Glasgow. Was the song written during, during that time? No, oddly enough, it wasn't. <laughs> um, and uh, do you know what? I don't know if I would have written it if, <laughs> if I had uh, spent this um, time at home, <laughs> to be honest. But um, um, but no, seriously, it was um, it was written probably. Do you know what? I don't know. I can't. I, I think it was late last year, early this year. I, you know, time seems to have kind of it's kind of warped a wee bit in my, over the last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, it was definitely written before lockdown because we played the song um, for the first time at Celtic Connections a year ago. Um, that was kind of where we we first played it. Um, so, I, and, I, and I probably wrote it while I was um, or started writing it. Certainly, when I was um, away on tour or, or something for a a period of time, which is always a period of time where you I kind of think about home a, a lot and and start to kind of miss start to kind of miss it a little bit depending on how long I'm, I'm gone for you know yeah absolutely I'm Glasgow's a, a sort of place that I 
well, I'm not from Glasgow originally. I'm from uh, up in the northeast near Aberdeen, but I've spent a lot of time in Glasgow. And it, it was just one of those songs that I immediately connected with. And I, I love the way it sort of evokes the memories, um, I think, for everyone and their own personal connections uh, to Glasgow. Uh, you mentioned there that, that time at the moment sort of feels like it's, you know, warped into this one big, long sort of, I don't know, uh, continuous cycle of what we can't do. Uh, 2020 is obviously through a massive curveball, uh, to put it lightly, to, to anyone involved in music and the creative industries. H how have you found it sort of trying to stay creative and adjust to the sort of virtual world that we find ourselves even deeper into than we were before uh, the pandemic? I think we can I have to look at it in two, you know, in two ways almost. Um, on one hand, um, it's been it's been it's been good um, to get time to to be at home, to play, and and practice and focus on certain things and songwriting and guitar playing and, and things like that. So you know and and you know and in, in that in many respects that I've had more time to do that in the past year than I ever have for the last ten years probably. Um, but in the same time, you know, I have lost this massive part of my of my life, um, you know, that has certainly has left a, you know, there's a massive hole there of all the all the tours and stuff, you know, all the ways that we, that I used to fill the year and, and travel and, and playing music live in different countries, that has certainly been a huge, huge loss and it has been really, really tough to adjust to that. What did, um, what plans sort of did you have in place for, for 2020 that have, or that for 2020, sorry, that have been completely sort of, you know, cancelled or have you have you had to move things um was there things that you're particularly looking forward to that haven't happened um when when this all kind of all kind of started or, or just before the uk you know as a whole went into lockdown on the first for the first time um we had just been um we, we had to just we had to come home from australia we were actually in australia and um and the tour got got stopped kind of just you know quite or quite suddenly um and at that time everybody was still kind of unaware of what was you know what this was and how how serious it was going to be so um so yeah we had to come home from uh from australia very very quickly and i think we went into lockdown here about three days after we got home and that was so that was about a week or 10 days into uh, a six, seven week tour that we had been looking forward to <laughs> for some time. And um, and also, you know, so we lost that and we lost um, all the things that we had in the summer, some of which has managed to be rescheduled for this coming summer. Um, we lost, you know, other kind of tours in, in the UK and other places in Europe, which probably won't. You know they can be rescheduled to a certain extent, but you know you're never going to get it. You're never going to get it back completely. So, so yeah, there's been a lot of huge, you know, huge financial implications in this as well, which is just you know added <laughs> added stress. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone that I've been speaking to that that's involved with music or or the arts in general is is said exactly the same thing. One of the the positives that people. I've spoken to, I've, I've found from it is is being able to connect um, with the fans or the, you know the people that follow them on a sort of 
a virtual level and being able to do I, I noticed that you were doing um an Instagram live concert or a concert on social media on Saturday have, have you found that a positive thing to be able to to sort of connect with people directly on on a level um on social media I have yeah um I mean I didn't do it straight away um I probably didn't start doing it until around August September time um, and then, and then, then from then, I started to do it, you know, pretty much every weekend. Um, but yeah, I did find it very, um, very positive. It did, it did almost feel like a, it did almost kind of feel like a gig every yeah. week, um, which is, I, I didn't think it would, um, and it kind of gave me something to look forward to, as well. Um, it gave me a way to kind of connect with people. Uh, and you know it is a lot of the same people that come back and watch and stuff and listen every week so you're building up that that as well it's not ever going to replace um you know the the real live gig experience because you're not really getting anything back you know but um but it certainly did kind of help and um and also of course helped financially as well you know um so what you know it was a but it was a lifesaver at times there was a certain amount of um, money, monetization, if you like, um, at this very start of this um, of this pandemic from from um, different areas in the in the music world, which I didn't agree with. Um, a lot of advantage was a lot of capitalism, I suppose you could call it, um, which I didn't really agree with. But you know, um, I, I gave it a few months, and and it really was a, a, a matter of needing to <laughs> yeah. needing to do it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure, you know, you said there a lot of the same people are, are coming back and I'm sure they've very much appreciated having to having something to look forward to as well. Um, you know, in, in a world where there's not a lot for us to do, it's for me, I've absolutely loved having the sort of virtual concerts or gigs or live streams just as something, you know, to pass a few hours, if, if nothing else. And it's been wonderful to see that you've been um, doing that as well. Um, I think it, it would be lovely to play the new single Home um, to, to the audience of Capture Caledonia. Do you mind introducing uh, the song? Not at all. Um, yeah, this is a song written by, written by myself, uh, released in December uh, of 2020, and it's called Home. Street and Barton Road, 
That was Home by the Paul McKenna Band. Paul, I know you mentioned there that you've you've kind of tentatively rescheduled plans. I was going to ask just, do you and the band have any, any hopes for what you might be able to get out and do in 2021, or is it more just a case of take it as it comes? Um, hope is a good word. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Um, I was fairly confident up until... Up until probably uh, November, De- December times, I think we were all kind of um, pretty hopeful and 
pretty positive that we were going to be able to start gigging again come probably March, April. And um, we certainly have a, a, our first tour um, is at the end of April. And um, we're, we're, doing a, we're starting off in Denmark and then heading to Germany for a few weeks. And um, I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I was fairly confident, but right now, you know, um, it's really hard to say. We think we just have to hope that it goes ahead and, you know, take it a, take it a, a day at a time until we hear otherwise, then that's what we're looking forward to. That's the, that's the light at the end of this uh, rather long tunnel. And, you know, after that, I think a lot of stuff is still very much up in the air. Um, and there's not really a whole lot that we can do about it. You know, there's not, there's not a whole lot going on and I think everybody's, you know, very um, sceptical about, you know, confirming things. Yeah, definitely. I, I really, I think you put it there. It's, you know, starting to see the light at this, the end of this very long, dark tunnel. And, and I really hope that, you know, we, we are heading towards, you know, getting out of this and that we can look forward to, to seeing you and the band back, uh, back on stage very soon. Now I'd like to move on to, um, the tracks that take us back, which you very kindly agreed to take part in today. So thank you. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Um, what's the first place that you've chosen to talk to me about today? Okay, this was really tough. Eh? <laughs> I, I think it's just so hard to pick um, two places, you know. Um, yeah, for someone who tours, I'm sure you've got I, lots I of places. Too, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, as a... <clears throat> As a young, a young person, as a young boy, um, I didn't really hold you that much in Scotland. Um, you know, we I have I come from an Irish family, so we spent a lot of time in, in Ireland when I was younger. So mm. I don't even have certain places that I can pick out as you know somewhere that I spent a lot of time when I was young, except for this first place that I, that I did chose, yeah, choose <laughs> and. Um, and and we and I did spend a lot of time there largely because I had family who um, who moved there from from Ireland, um, and that's Girvan down in, in Ayrshire. And I spent a lot of time there when I was young, and a big part of my life, um, especially in my musical life, was um, I suppose stemmed from the the Girvan Folk Festival. So I'm kind of cheating a little bit. I'm picking a I'm picking a festival. And a place, kind of. Um, You're more, more than welcome to do that. We, we <laughs> a guest, a guest last week who chose the A82, the road. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what what exactly is it about the folk festival? Is it one particular memory, or or is it sort of a host of, of lots of memories there? That um, it's a whole it's a whole host because I you know it's it's, it's probably the first folk festival I was ever at, um, and you know there's not many given folk festivals still is still running um, and it's maybe not quite as it used to be um, you know and, and I don't think we get we have that many folk festivals like that anymore um, you know I'm glad that I experienced it at its height <clears throat> you know being I, I, we were there as a family visiting um, when I was younger so we were always there and then that kind of ended up turned into me going with friends and you know me going later as a as a musician I met um I met many members, uh, a couple of the members that were in the band. I met them through Girvan Folk Festival, so it was it was a big part of my um, certainly my musical life. They gave us a gig uh, very early on in our 
in our um, kind of band career, if you like. Um, so it was always, you know, it was that was a kind of important place for me. And, you know, some of the people that I, I met there as a young, young boy who kind of took me under their wing and, you know, made you feel welcome when you were, you know, a little bit nervous maybe to take a song on in a session and things like that. These are still people that I have contact with today and, and you know, can call lifelong friends. So it's a very special, very special place. No, it, it sounds wonderful. Um, I, I have similar memories of a folk festival. Well, my family used to take me to one in Stonehaven when I was growing up. Yeah. And um, as you're speaking about um, the Girvan Folk Festival there, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to, to gigs that my mum and dad took me to in Stonehaven. Uh, it's lovely, lovely to hear. I, I've asked you to choose a song as well that um, you associate with, with um, this special place. Without giving the song away, can you, can you explain why this particular song resonates with the Girvan Folk Festival? Well, I guess that the songs that I've chosen that go with these places, you know, technically speaking, the songs really don't have anything to do with the places, <laughs> but they do, they are songs that I associate, you know, from, from being young and, you know, songs that I would remember, you know, people singing or, you know, things that happened. So, you know, this song was a song that was sung by, by, um, by a friend of mine who was one of those, you know, very supportive people when I was younger and, you know, you know, invited us into the sessions, made sure we were all, you know, we were comfortable. I was, you know, wasn't nervous and encouraged me to sing and, and things like that. So he, this was one of the songs that he always sang and he's just one of these great kind of, uh, he's just one of these great folk festival sing, you know, singers, session singers that just, you know, I feel like, you know, has been there forever. It will be there forever. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, do you mind introducing uh, the song that you've chosen? The song I've chosen is called The Collier's Way um, by Davy Steele. I've missed the boys I've missed the noise I've missed the Collier's Way I've never missed the black, black cold I That was Collier's Way by Davy Steele, and that's uh, Paul's first choice on the tracks that take us back. And now, Paul, I asked you to choose one other place as well. So do you mind uh, revealing what your second choice is for today? Second place is um, one of my favourite places probably on the planet is the place um, called Moni Ive, and um, St. Fries in Galloway. <clears throat> and again... There's a folk festival connection there. Money I have a folk festival, and it's another one that, you know, I have been going to since not not since I was quite as young as you know, going to govern places. But uh, Money I was certainly one one of the close seconds, and again, as a in terms of music career, was an extremely important place for for me and for us as a band. Um, the the kind of support we received from from uh, from Moni I was was we couldn't have asked for any anything more, and um, Moni Ive itself was just this kind of um, I say just a kind of magical place I suppose um, it's it's uh, kind of I think it was described as one of the coolest villages um, <laughs> in the UK 
and it's I mean it's small. There's like there's two pubs maybe that that you know, that also are hotels. I think one of them at least runs as a hotel. You know, there's a shop. There's there's a baker. There's a you know there's it's just it's small. There's like two two streets and or something like that. And it's just the people are just you know they're they're, they're yeah, there's never a dull moment in Money Eye. It's, it's, it's always, you know, and, and it's somewhere that we always go back and play. I think last year or the year before, um, we went down and played and, you know, it was just, it was an excellent, excellent night. And it was, you know, one of those places that was, the gig was, was busy enough. It wasn't, you know, certainly wasn't full capacity, but it, it almost didn't matter. Um everything that happened before and after the gig was worth the trip alone <laughs> and uh so just one of those places and um if if, it's, if anyone's ne- ever or never been to money I, they have to go and experience it I, you know and, and I, obviously i would recommend going when the folk festival's there and um it's a it's a wonderful festival one that was very very good to us and i have you know always will have fond memories of all the times that we spent playing down there and um seen some some wonderful bands and been lucky enough to 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 be sharing stages and supporting them when we were we were just starting out do you know i'm i'm one of those people who who has never been to moniive and if i'm being completely honest i wasn't even sure how to pronounce it when um when you you sent me the email saying it that you'd chosen it and so i i I googled it and i found this this video on youtube of the a little sort of promo video for for the folk festival and, and you said it's there. It might have been voted as one of the coolest places in the UK, and it's it's exactly what I thought. I thought, wow, this looks oh, yeah. this looks amazing. And um, following on from what we've obviously talked about earlier today, um, it also made me it made me sad, you know, that this wasn't happening at the moment. Um, these kind of things are probably you know being lost out all over the country. These yeah. little gems, and um, yeah, you've definitely you've convinced me now that I need to I need to go a hundred percent. It's a, it's an awesome and, and you know for such a small um, a small place in general anyway the, the folk festival itself is fairly small. They have a marquee, uh, you know a decent sized marquee, but they managed to they always have managed to create the atmosphere of you know you could you could be you could be at a festival ten times that size and maybe not have as good a time. <laughs> You know, um, it's just it always just seemed to be a, a weekend that that you know, if you're if I was in the country, if I was here, wasn't away anywhere, it would it would I would never miss never miss that weekend, whether it was playing there or not. But what time of year does it normally happen? Just so I know when to look out for it. It happens in May, so it's usually the um, the second weekend in May. And what's interesting about my first and second choices, both folk festivals happen. In consecutive weekends, oh. so you would so which was a, a couple of weeks that you you know which is maybe also why they're both so special. Yeah, One weekend was given the following weekend was Money Ive, and it was always that kind of point in the calendar where you just knew there was two weekends, then you know a few days in between where you just try to recover, and then it was so yeah. Yeah, you must have had the post festival blues quite heavily after both of those uh, concession. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, brilliant. I've, I've loved hearing about Moni Ive. Uh, I also asked you to choose a song that you associate um, with Moni Ive. What, what have you, well, without obviously giving away the song away, why, why have you chosen this song? Well, the song is, again, not directly a connection with <laughs> with the place at all, you know. Um, so um, I've kind of moulded this segment into 
something completely different. <laughs> but um, the song I've chosen is by Dervishura, an Irish band, and it's called Welcome to Paddy Home, which is quite obviously an Irish song. But one of the big years I remember at Money Eye, um, and I believe it was a year that we actually played. And um, and I think it was a kind of milestone for us. Um, we managed to, we headlined one of the nights. I can't remember exactly. And then the other, the next night was Dervish. And I just remember thinking it was quite a big moment for us. You know, it was a festival we'd been at for such a, you know, since all the way through our career almost. And they'd always been good to us. And, and you know, the director at the time always said that, he would retire once we'd made it to that. We could headline his festival, and then and he did. He did that year. That was his last year as well. But um, I remember the memory of this song. Dervish singing this song, kind of the last song of the of the night at the the festival. And and every time I hear this song, it takes me back to that moment of standing with you know all the guys and and that in the band and all the surrounding friends who all came, all used to tag along from all parts. Um, and just think, just just a, you know, it just evokes that um, that that it takes me right back to that mo- that point, um, and and it's something I'll uh, yeah I'll never never forget that that moment and that song just just brings it back every time. Brilliant. Um, before before I get you to to introduce um the song, I just want to say thank you so much, Paul, for for coming and chatting me chatting to me today. It's been it's been lovely to hear uh, your memories about these um both these folk festivals, Garvin and Moni Ive, and also to to talk to you about the new single Home, which honestly I I absolutely love that song and it, it's one that I think I'll be playing on my show for for many years to come. So thank you. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's been a, been a pleasure talking to you, mate. Thank you. And if you don't mind, if you could just introduce the final song. This is Welcome Poor Paddy Home by Dervish. No more do I wish for tomorrow For the sun it will shine in the harvest time To welcome poor Paddy home The girls, they were gay and frisky They'd take you by the hand Saying, Jimmy You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review and help spread the word about Capture Caledonia to all your friends and family. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. And you can also get us on Twitter. Just search Capture Cali. Also, make sure you stay tuned for more exciting guests coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you.